On this live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, we're going to be discussing the news that Arsenal plan to appeal David Luiz's red card and we're going to be discussing why the Premier League needs to get a grip. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou. Bit of a change of scenery today for those of you watching on the video. I am uh, on my couch. I'm not in the man cave, not in the studio uh, this afternoon. Having a little bit of a chilled one today. Uh, so decided that I would uh, broadcast from the sofa. Why not? Uh, you know. Be comfortable in, in all that you do and all that stuff, working from home, you know, is what it is. Um, want to discuss a few things on this edition of the podcast. And I want to kind of look back at that game against Wolverhampton Wanderers again uh, with a calmer head. Obviously, last night the, the podcast was recorded maybe 25, 30 minutes after the full-time whistle. So I want to reflect on it in a little bit more of a calm and collected fashion also want to talk about Arsenal's decision to appeal. David Luiz is, is red card, as, although as, as we understand it, the appeal has not been submitted yet, but it is what Arsenal plan to do. So I want to talk a bit about that. And I want to talk about the Premier League in general, because I am very fast falling out of love with the Premier League. Um, and, and I've been saying it to sort of my friends for, for weeks now. So they'll know that this is not just a reaction to what happened last night. It's deeper than that. It's more than that. Um, and I want to share those thoughts with you guys. And I want to get your thoughts in the comments section. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it all. So let's kick off with with the game at Molyneux. I think when you look back at it in the cold light of day, you know, even the most anti-Mikel Arteta Arsenal fan would have to acknowledge that Arsenal played pretty well in that first half. That was as good a half of football as we've probably seen from Arsenal under Mikel Arteta. It was that good. It was quick. It was progressive. It was sharp. It was intense. It had everything that Mikel Arteta would have wanted to see from his team. And he can be very, very proud of the, of the display up until the sending off. I'm sure he is very proud of that display up until the sending off. The sending off comes and, and a lot of people, whilst they've been, there've been many who are outraged with the whole, you know, the whole sort of idea of Arsenal being robbed by the referee. There, there are others who say that actually the referee is no excuse for Arsenal not winning the game. And I, and I just don't buy that. You know, you're talking about football at the very top level, fine margins can decide things. Fine margins can send the game in a completely different direction. Why? Because you're looking at Wolverhampton Wanderers, a side who were very down on confidence. They hadn't won any of their previous eight Premier League games going into that one, who were quite clearly suffering from being in a little bit of a rut 
And we know what that's like because that was us. You know, a couple of months ago, that was us. That was Arsenal in that very same position. Suffering, feeling sorry for ourselves, unable to get out of it. And sometimes when a decision just goes your way and hands you a route back into a football match, that is enough to galvanise a team. And that decision yesterday, not so much the, the, you know, the fact that it was a penalty, the combination of the penalty, Arsenal going down to 10 men, and the penalty being dispatched was enough to galvanise a Wolves side, a very talented Wolves side. We all know that Wolverhampton Wanderers have got quality in their ranks. We all know that Pedro Neto is a fantastic player. Ruben Neves and Moutinho on their day, brilliant in the middle of the park. Adama Traore could cause anybody problems with his pace and power. So what we're saying when we're, we're, we're complaining about the kind of the direction of the game changing and shifting the way it did yesterday is not that referees are to blame for every single one of Arsenal's shortcomings or Arsenal's faults, but referees can have a massive say on on how games go. And them calls, if they're not right, they can have a, a huge detrimental impact on a football team. Now, there were lots of positives to take, even from just that first half. You know, Bukayo Saka came back and actually looked sharp considering he was unavailable at the weekend. I thought Thomas Partey looked as though, in terms of his fitness, he's he's taken it up a notch as well. Granite Xhaka was brilliant again. Rob Holding was good again. Cedric had a decent game at left back. Nicolas Pepe was, was excellent. Um, scored a, a wonderful individual goal. So as I say, there's lots of positives to take from it as well, even if it was just 45 minutes. But it does leave a bit of taste when you watch a game of football unfold the way that first 45 minutes did and you're certain as a supporter that you're the better side, you've got the upper hand and you should go on and win the game. To have the pendulum swung by a refereeing call that was controversial to say the least, does does make it hard to take and hard to swallow. And I don't want this to sound like I'm just a bitter Arsenal fan going on and on and on about one decision because Keith Hackett was on the show earlier. If you haven't caught that one, check it out because there's a lot of really good insight and you get a referee's perspective on things. Keith Hackett, of course, a former top-level referee, but also he was the head of the PGMOL. So that's the Professional Referees Governing Board, the guys that are responsible uh, for them. So check that out and have a listen to what Keith says. And what Keith says is, in a nutshell, is that by the book, to the letter of the law, Craig Pawson had to send David Luiz off. What we're asking for as football fans is a little bit of common sense to be applied. And I understand that if you give referees that free reign, if you give, if you take almost the shackles off of referees and give them more flexibility, more personal ownership over decisions, more discretion, then you, you will get inconsistency. So I understand why that's a problem. But what really frustrated me and irritated me and disappointed me more than anything else was why Craig Pawson did not go over to the monitor to check and make his own mind up, to decide whether he thought that David Luiz had fouled the player, whether he thought it was just an accidental coming together, whether he thought that 
the, the, the player initiated the contact. Why not go and have a look? That's what it's there for. And then on the same night to see Mike Dean at Old Trafford dealing with a very, very similar incident and going to look at the screen just leaves you scratching your head. Now, Mike Dean got the decision wrong despite having gone to look at the screen, which highlights a bigger problem in the Premier League, which is with the, the, the level of officiating, the standard of officiating. There are so, so, so many incompetent officials in this division and it's just simply not acceptable. We are talking about the biggest domestic league in world football. We're talking about a league that is broadcast all over the world, that people all over the globe are interested in. We're talking about some of the biggest football clubs in the world. We're talking about some of the biggest sums of money involved in sport are going through the Premier League. That's how big it is. It is huge. It is massive. And there is no excuse for the Premier League with all the money, with all the power, with all the infrastructure that they have to be putting officials on the pitch that are just without personality, clueless, robots almost. And as Keith Hackett put it, clones of Mike Riley who was a terrible referee himself. So the Premier League has found itself at a bit of a a crossroads now for me because I think we all agreed or most people agreed that the the officiating had gotten so bad that we needed something like VAR to come in to help those officials out to try and increase the level of accuracy around decisions because so many of them were wrong and so many of them were dictating the outcome of games. But in bringing in VAR, we had to implement it right. And it's not happened. It's been implemented so poorly. And you only have to look around the rest of Europe to realise that it's been implemented very poorly. Now, am I sitting here with my hand on my heart saying that there are no controversies in Italy off the back of VAR. There are no controversies in Spain off the back of VAR. There's no controversies in the Bundesliga off the back of VAR. No, I'm not saying that at all. It'd be a lie. Of course there is. Because it's the nature of football. Football means opinions to a degree. Football is one of those games where there are so many things that aren't just simply black and white. And the, the, the complete opposite is something like tennis. Is it in or out? Did it hit the line? Did it not? You know, did your serve land inside the service box? Yes or no? It's simple, black and white. And that's why it's easier to obviously implement technology and use technology to get clearer responses. But then you have other sports like rugby, for example, where it isn't always black and white, just like football, and they seem to be doing it fine. So why are we watching our national game at the very highest level be destroyed by the poor implementation of a system that is proven to work better in other countries. You know, the English authorities would be the first people to criticise Syria for corruption, to criticise Syria when when racism occurs, to to criticise Syria for match fixing. Yet we're seeing it in our very own country and nobody wants to do anything about it. 
We've got to get off this high horse. You can't go around thinking that the Premier League is above everyone else because in actual fact, it's not anymore. It's not above everyone else in terms of the football being played. And that's partly down to the fact that we're asking teams to play two games in four days. Two games in four days. It's just completely unacceptable. What does it lead to? It leads to fatigue. It leads to injuries. It leads to key players being missing. It leads to drops in intensity in the latter stages of football matches. I appreciate this season is is different to others. But the Premier League needs to get a grip on so many elements elements of its game. Because if it doesn't, I can tell you this, people are going to start turning off. I feel like I want to turn off from it. And I know after a few days, I'll feel a bit better about it. And, um, you know, being an Arsenal fan, loving Arsenal the way I do, it's impossible for me to completely switch off from it. But there will be people out there, casual viewers, who will feel as though the sport's being ruined, the game's getting away from us. And the game's getting away from us, not because of VAR. Let's, let's clear that up. The game's getting away from us because the implementation of it and the operation of it is not right. It's not good enough. It's not consistent. You've got a tool available as a referee now which should enable you to go and have a look and and you won't always get it right. And some people will agree with you and some people will disagree with you. And that's absolutely fine. That's one of the beauties of football. But if a referee has gone over, had a look and then explains why he's come to the conclusion he has off the back of watching those pictures, I think a lot of Arsenal fans will, not not, not just Arsenal fans, sorry, I, I think football fans, will will be more understanding. Maybe not at the time, because football's a tribal sport. Football's a sport whereby emotion runs high all the time. I'm not saying that you're going to get fans denied a penalty in a crucial game against their rival and all of a sudden turning around and going, well, now that you've explained it, ref, it's absolutely fine. I get it. Don't worry, play on. No, you won't get that. They'll complain for a few days. They'll get angry. They'll get upset. But I think they'll understand a little bit better further on. We're not morons. Football fans are often labelled as morons. And there are some, of course, um, like there are that follow every sport. But there are a lot of smart Arsenal fans uh, as well. You know, that, and, and we're kind of being mugged off by officials who change the way they apply the technology Almost daily. Nobody, somebody has to explain to me why Craig Pawson didn't check the screen and Mike Riley did for a very similar incident on the same night. Why does one do it and the other doesn't? I don't get it. It's got to be clear. You either say that the VAR will have a look without the referee going over and will decide whether they think there's been a clear and obvious error made and if they don't think there has been a clear and obvious error made, they allow it to continue, which is what happened in the in the uh, Craig Pawson situation. Or you say the VAR steps in and advises the referee to go and have a look. 
and the referee goes and has a look and makes the final call. It's got to be clear because from week to week, in match to match, we're seeing it used in completely different ways. That is the problem. That is the problem. The, the replay, VAR, right? VAR is a replay. VAR is a guy watching a replay. Give the replay to the ref and forget about that guy sitting in a van in Stockley Park. Nobody cares about him. He's not there. He's not held accountable for anything. Get him out of the picture. Give the replay to the, the, the man in the middle. Let him go to the side of the pitch, have a watch, make his decision. And at the end of the game, explain his decision based on what he saw. And he can even explain it while he's looking at the, while, while we're seeing the pictures. This is what I saw here. That's what I saw there. And that's why I gave that. Simple. Accountability for the decisions they're making. Keith Hackett touched on it earlier on. Gone are the days of amateur referees. These are not amateurs. These are professional officials being paid good sums of money to take charge of football matches in the biggest league in the world. And they are making a mockery of it week in, week out. Let's say a big hello to those of you in the live chat. I'm going to come to some of your comments in just a moment. Big hello to the signature. Thank you for your very kind super chat donation. It says this was horrendous. As a fan base, we need to collectively hammer these actions. Remember, we have no crowds, so we need to voice our opinions online. Agreed. Great points, and thank you for your donation. Uh, Kevin Campbell, former Arsenal striker, says, Hi, Harry, tell it, mate. The implementation is a joke. Why are we going against all of Europe on it? Absolutely crazy. Agreed. The rest of Europe started the trials before the Premier League, started the trials before the English game did it. And they did have problems at the beginning and they still have some problems, but the majority of them, the serious ones, they've been ironed out. They've been ironed out. And as I said earlier on in the in the program, they haven't they haven't been without their controversies. There have been some, but we're not talking about it after every single fixture, the way we're talking about it in the Premier League. Even the offside thing, which is black and white, which should be at least, has become a mockery. We're talking about armpits being offside. We're talking about millimetres. And as Keith Hackett said, actually, when you when you when you look at it closely and you look at the way they're judging these offsides, is the is the technology actually good enough to, to be accurate? Are those pictures that are from slightly off angles actually telling the full story? Are they good enough to draw conclusions from? Should we be taking it from the foot only? I think that probably makes more sense. The whole thing with VAR is if you're going to bring VAR in, which again, I reiterate that VAR is a good thing, just needs to be implemented right. But if you are going to bring it in, then there are some laws in the game that just need tidying up a little bit. They just need slight adjusting. If not adjusted, they need some additional guidance alongside them. Because whilst the game moves on and the game moves forward, those things are always changing. And the laws that were applicable before VAR and maybe 10, 15 years ago in some cases, they're not right anymore. They don't fit the modern game. The game has changed. The game has changed dramatically. So the game needs to move with the times. The laws need to move with the game. 
and everybody needs to be singing from the same hymn sheet because right now they're not. Now, again, you know, this is not me necessarily banging on about the David Luiz thing anymore. You know, I had my say on it last night. I had my say on it earlier on during a podcast with Keith Hackett. But the more I think about this, the more I'm genuinely worried about the way the Premier League is going. And I'll tell you what else doesn't help. Having ex-referees like Peter Walton, uh, Dermot Gallagher, who who sit on, on Sky and BT Sport respectively and are clearly on the payroll of the PGMOL and sit there and defend every single refereeing decision and sit there and put their own opinions to one side so that they can be seen to be saying the right things, winding up supporters. They're not informing people. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Peter Walton was irritating me yesterday. In fact, Peter Walton irritates me every time I see him on my TV screen. I do not pay a BT Sport subscription to see Peter Walton just telling us what the referees want us to hear. Dermot Gallagher does the same on Sky Sports. It's boring. You know, it's boring. I'm sick of it. That doesn't help because it winds people up. And it's so clear that what they're saying is not open. It's not honest. It's not their own view. It's what they're being paid to say. And and you only have to watch the podcast from earlier on with Keith to understand that a referee can highlight the law but can also see the bigger picture. And Keith Hackett highlighted that in the instance of David Luiz, Craig Pawson followed the letter of the law. But he also made the side point of, is that what we want to see in football? Do we want to see players sent off, teams down to 10 men and a penalty being awarded and a goal going in against them for what David Luiz did, which was essentially nothing? No, we don't. And that's the kind of bigger picture, broader view that referees and officials need to have. They need to have discussions with players, with managers, with coaches, so that they can get to some sort of common ground. Because our game is dying off the back of these shocking decisions. And some people will argue that VAR all around the world and in the international tournaments has not been uh, a complete success. I would agree it hasn't been a complete success. It is still very early. In its, um, in its life and it, it will get better. But why is it so much worse here than it is everywhere else? And that's the, the question you have to ask yourself. That's the big discussion at the moment. That's the big discussion, I think. Let's go over to the live comments and, and, and see what you guys are saying. Make sure you get your, your questions and, and your, your comments and thoughts in the live chat box. Don't forget as well, if you haven't already, make sure you smash that like button. It is very, very important. I want to say a big thank you to Nadine, who signed up earlier on today uh, as a member of the channel. Don't forget, if you want to become a member of the channel and support me to bring you more uh, Arsenal football-related content, then please uh, consider joining our membership scheme in order to get more information and understand exactly uh, what it entails. Then uh, please uh, click the link in the description. It will take you to our membership page. Three tiers available. Have a look and see which, if any of those, appeal to you. Uh, for those of you that are already members, 
we'll be bringing you our next piece of members content tomorrow. So keep your eyes peeled uh, for that. That's available to gold members and above. Um, so get ready for that. Uh, what else have we got here? Let's see what you lot are saying. Um, Vengus Sun says they are ruining the game by finding loopholes in the law, looking to be the main men in the game. Agreed. Subhashandra, I hope I've said that right, says, I think VAR is 50-50. Not so usefulness. It's culminating charming of EPO accordingly. Uh, sorry, mate. I, I don't, I can't quite make that comment out. I'm guessing that you're 50-50 you're, you're on VAR based on, on what I've read there. Uh, Zeus says every decision must be checked on screen. Look, I think there's got to be a line drawn because you don't want every throw in every corner, you know, all of that to be, to be checked. I, I would be happy with a corner being checked if it led to a goal directly, um, you know, to see if it should have been, should have been given in the first place. I've got no issue with that. Um, but I think, it, yeah, I, I think the way it is now penalties, goals um, and red cards is, is, is the right way to do it. But I do think that the VAR should, if they have any doubt, over the referee's decision, any doubt whatsoever, even 1%, they should be saying to the referee, come over to the monitor. We're going to give you the pictures. We're going to explain to you what we saw in your ear. The ref we should be able to hear those conversations and we should be able to hear what the referee is saying back and we should be able to hear what the referee is, has uh, has come up with um, off the back of seeing those pictures. And then we can understand and perhaps accept a little easier the decision that is eventually made. Melon says, just joined, but I completely agree with what you're saying now. That first 44 minutes was so good to watch. I told my younger mate we were playing similar to the very early noughties. Yeah, it felt like that, didn't it? What else have we got here? Um, McDowell's Human Resources Department <laughs> says, this is exactly why England don't have refs at the World Cup. Absolutely. Because our officials are trash and the whole of Europe knows it. The whole of the, the, the football elite in Europe, the Italy's, the France's, the Spain's, the Germany's, they all know it. They all know that the Premier League referees are pants. That's why they don't want them at the World Cups. FIFA know it as well. It's not just a European thing. It's a global thing. Everybody knows that the standard of officiating in this country is just not good enough. Tofus says, what about a relegation system for referees? At the end of each season, the refs will be reviewed and those who have made too many wrong decisions be dropped into a lower division and the best up. I agree with that. Um, I know there is some kind of marking system in place at the moment for the referees. Uh, probably should have asked Keith a little bit more detail about that, but you're right. You know, instead of having the same 10 referees on the roster making mistakes time and time again and then being given games the following week, I think there should be an incentive. But equally, they can only be judged fairly if they're all given the same access as into VAR. So Craig Pawson should have gone over to have a look at the monitor. Maybe he'd have changed his decision. But because he wasn't referred over, which is the way it's supposed to work now, it's working against him as well. And and this is why, for me, it's more about the implementation of the system than it is about any one individual. As individuals, I think they're crap. I've made no secret of that. 
and, and I do genuinely believe that most of them are not up to the standard required. But as I said, it's the implementation of the system for me. That's the big, big problem. What else have we got here in terms of uh, you guys' comments? Um, Harry Land says it's corrupt. It's all about VAR not undermining the referee on the pitch and giving them as much power as possible, even when they're in the wrong. It's a protect your buddy on the pitch at all costs. Completely agree. Completely agree. Big hello to Thomas, another one of our members. He says, hey, Harry, this feels worse today. Yesterday's loss is a painful one. It is a painful one. And um, for me, it's a painful one because not only have Arsenal lost out off the back of a decision that 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 shouldn't I don't think should have been made I think that you know that as Keith Hackett pointed out earlier maybe something good will come of this maybe the fact that a, a loophole a grey area in the current laws and directives has, has been exposed after last night maybe they'll go away and look at it maybe they'll change it going forward but that won't bring us three points back will it from from last night which is a problem um Mellon says that the inconsistencies are mad. Ashe says such a disgraceful decision by the referee and VAR. We could have had three plus points in our bag. Sam says even Rio said it was ridiculous on BT after Walton spoke. They should listen to footballers and ex-pros. Another good point. Anuj says every individual part of the game is held accountable. So why not the referees? Why can't they analyse refs' performances and based on that, select top referees? Agreed. Agreed. Um, what else are you guys saying? Big hello to Daniel Ford, to YNG Nikki, uh, to Mr. George. YNG Nikki actually asks, do you reckon there's actually a chance it will be lifted? So talking about the, the David Luiz red card, do I think it will be rescinded? Do I think it will be overturned? I'd like to think so, but you feel like if the Premier League, unless they rescind it and do what they did with the offsides a, a couple of weeks ago, make a slight tweak, make a slight adjustment, uh, adjustment like they did with the handball thing as well earlier in the season, then unless they do the, the pair, then they won't rescind Louise's red card. Because if you do, if you rescind it, but don't make an adjustment to the law, you're essentially admitting that the law is is, is bullshit. And I don't, I, I don't see them doing that. I, I just can't see them doing that. So I think they'll either rescind it and make that adjustment or they'll do nothing. That's, that's my opinion. I think it's more likely they'll do nothing. It's Arsenal at the end of the day. Um, what else have we got? Just scrolling through the live chat. Don't forget to smash the like button if you haven't already. Let me see. Um, let me check in actually. Let's see how many of you uh, are currently watching, how many of you have, have, have liked the video got 184 of you watching on youtube alone shit spilt some of my coffee on me great um make sure you hit the like button if you haven't already really really appreciate you doing that um also if you want to become a member of the channel click the button in the description check it out we'd love to have you on board uh, the mr arsenal podcast says clattenberg and mark halsey have both confirmed that there is major corruption from the referee side of things down to being told they must give X amount of corners and cards and much worse. Yeah, Mark Halsey has been quoted in the past as saying 
um, you know, when I first started podcasting, one of the the first interviews I ever did was with Mark Halsey. And he, he spoke about uh, occasions where he had been, he had been told by those above him to pretend that he hadn't seen something just to make uh, debate and discussion easier. So there you go. Does happen. Does happen. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Sir Brian says a lot of rules need to be checked out, like falling over in the area when you just touch them. Yeah, but, uh, and, and I agree with this. I completely agree with this. My issue with the whole, the whole falling over thing is the reason we're in a place where players are hitting the deck at every opportunity is because of bad refereeing historically, where referees have not given penalties because players have tried to do the honourable thing and stay on their feet. That's why we are where we are now. Because of years of poor officiating, we've got to the point where players just think, well, fuck it. If I take a touch and go down, I'm going to get a decision. If I don't, then I'm not. I've got more chance of getting that decision if I hit the deck and make something of it, make a spectacle of the incident. And um, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Um, Xander says, do you think ex-players should be hired to work with the officials in Stockley Park? Then they can offer advice on decisions from a player's point of view. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it goes back to what I was saying earlier on. There's a massive, massive disconnect between players, um, between managers, between coaches, between the PGMOL, between the FA, between the Premier League. All of those organisations are not, are not singing from the same hymn sheet. And that's why you have these problems. Matt G says, I wish the process was more transparent like in rugby. Viewers hear the conversation between the Red and the VAR. Plus, I would like each team to have three VAR calls per match. So you're kind of suggesting um, a, what's it called? What's the word for it? Um, a, a challenge system like they have in, uh, like they have in tennis. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm not against that, but. I just can't see it happening because it would give the VARs, uh, sorry, the, the officials, it would just give them, I don't know, it would just make, a, it would just take some of the control away from them. And I don't think that's what they want. They want to be in control, don't they? That's what they want. Um, Matteo Genduzzi apparently says, uh, Refereeing is a hard job. These guys get really appreciated. Has refereeing regressed or progressed the last couple of years? Regressed 100%. It's not that hard of a job with the with the images. There will still be some decisions that some of us will agree with, others won't. And, I'm, and that's just the nature of the sport. We have to accept that. We have to be mature enough to understand that. But the, the level of refereeing is atrocious. We're looking at... We're looking at the most absurd, ridiculous decisions being given week in, week out in what's supposed to be the best league in the world. Big hello to EGTV says, hey, did you see Arsenal's UEL team has been uh, announced? Yep. Uh, so uh, some some changes to the Arsenal squad. Of course, there's a few, uh, well, a couple of the players that left during the transfer window. Shkod Ramostafi and Seir Kalasinac were in there. Um and so some places, two places opened up for foreign players uh, within the squad. 
and um, Matt Ryan and Martin Odegaard are the guys that come in. Um, Gabriel Martinelli wasn't featured in the squad. He comes in as well. Um, but it means, given that we've got a surplus of foreign players in our ranks, that Runar, Alex Runarsson misses out. I'm actually relieved about that, <laughs> to be honest. Let's go back to the, the refereeing thing just quickly before uh, we wrap up this stream. David says, uh, is that display picture meant to be 3D? Because that is doing my eyes in. <laughs> David, one of our members says, I agree the referees have been horrible with us this year. But if these fraudulent players won the games in the beginning of the season, losing this game wouldn't be a problem. Let's be honest. He says, uh, we're always looking for a way out. Never want to take blame and responsibilities. No, look, I think in other situations, you're absolutely right. I think when we're talking about some of Arsenal's performances at various points in the season, they haven't been good enough. I don't think anybody denies that. But on a night like last night, how anybody can blame David Lewis for anything other than being caught on the wrong side of his opponent in the first place from being caught slightly out of position is beyond me. There's nothing else to dig the guy out for. There genuinely isn't. Um, so I've got to back David Lewis here because he gets a hard time. He gets a lot of stick. I do think the fact it was him contributed to the referee's decision. And that's just not fair. That's biased. It, it, it's pure bias and it's not on. Um, so I am worried about the state of the game. I am worried about the direction in which he's heading. I say the state of the game. Maybe I shouldn't even say that. Maybe I should say the state of the Premier League because here it's far worse than anywhere else. And I can assure you uh, that is the case. Let's have a quick check in on the likes. We have got just under 200 of you watching us on YouTube right now, but we've only got 56 likes. Guys, smash the like button. Let's get up to as close to 100 as we possibly can uh, by the time the, uh, the outro uh, rolls. And uh, yeah, thank you all for joining me. I wasn't really planning to do this one. It just, I, I was sitting there thinking about the state of the game, thinking about um, football and where we're at. And I wanted to have a little bit of a talk about it, a little bit of a chat about it. And um, yeah, it's been great interacting with you guys. And, and if you're watching this on replay or listening to this back later on, make sure you leave your thoughts in the comments section as well. I always enjoy reading those. And uh, until tomorrow, take care. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.